So, hello everyone. Welcome back on the AgriVentures uh, channel, platform, and uh, YouTube channel, Facebook, wherever you're going to find us. We're all over all these things now. Uh, today is another episode or, or 15 minutes interview on AgriVentures, and we're going to speak with a couple producers here in South Australia. Brittany and Phil, welcome to the uh, AgriVentures program. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank for having us. us. And uh, thank you very much for being with us uh, uh, today. You are not really, really far away. We are just well, half an hour away, I think. I don't know where you live. But <laughs> yes, the beauty of the technology is that we can organize this type of meeting wherever, whenever. It's no big, difficult thing. Absolutely. So okay. So um, I see on your T-shirt a really fancy logo. What's that? <laughs> ah, so this is our choice mushrooms T-shirt. So we got a few printed, and I don't know if you can see the back. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. Maybe yeah. we cannot read. Maybe we cannot read the website at the moment, but then we're going to go on there. Okay, so for people following us also on the radio, Radio Italiana Delaide, what generally we do, we have a little bit of a chat regarding you guys. So um, are you in the same family or uh, where are you from? Like, just tell me something. Fantastic. Well, I'm a local from South Australia. So I was brought up here in Uncapringa Hills, very close to McLaren Vale. So uh, the red wine is, is quite a big industry here that I was introduced to. So very proud to be a South Australian. Um, and then I've been traveling ever since I left high school in 2012. And that's where I met my partner, Phil. So Phil will yeah. be able to tell you a little bit about himself. So I'm a Kiwi. I'm from Christchurch, New Zealand. And I moved to Sydney well, when I was, how old was I? Mid-20s, mid maybe 24, 25. Um, so yeah, five or six years ago now, and I met Britt there. Both our parents were living in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, mm -hmm. um, and we worked together very briefly, and that's where we ran into each other, and started seeing each other, and then went and did some travelling around the world, did South America, uh, went to Europe for, for a while as well, spent a fair bit of time in Italy, actually, okay. a wonderful place. Um, <laughs> Lots of great memories. And then back to New Zealand for three years in Christchurch. Uh, and then we decided it was time to give Brit's hometown a go. And so we've been living in Adelaide since March last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you came back a long, long, ago, a long time ago. I actually been in Christchurch uh, just a little bit after the earthquake. Ah, yeah. uh, yeah. I was there in 2000, between 2010 and 2011. I've been passing by and I've been visiting all the New Zealand, starting from north to the bottom, or actually the opposite. Lovely country, lovely country, definitely. Yeah. And okay, so uh, your background, like what do you do? I mean, I don't think per understanding you started just, you know, I'm a mushroom producer, but what was like you've been studying? What, what was the career that you chose before? sure I love you right so we were, we're both in hospitality um, that's our background and the mushroom thing really started uh, for me especially and how we both got into it was when we were working I was working in New South Wales um, in a fine dining restaurant had a it was a nice sort of resort so there's a bit of property there's some pine trees and the head chef at the time taught me how to forage the wild mushrooms from 20 meters outside the restaurant uh, and i 
about there, picking them at you know, six o'clock just before service. Customers would be walking in, and it just struck me that this is like the best food product ever. It's as fresh as you can get. It's as local as you can get. It's seasonal. Um, you know, it's bright orange mushroom, which I've never seen in the supermarket. It just had all these wonderful things about it. And that's really um, how we got into the passion of mushrooms. We, Britt and I, saw the value in it as a food product. So we started foraging on the weekends for the restaurant. And you start doing that and you start to realise there's more than one mushroom out there. Um, you start to yeah. notice all the other ones and go, hey, well, I see this one everywhere. What is it? You learn a little bit more each time. And then it just it, it consumed us, really. It just became a passion. Um, and an and, obsession. <laughs> an obsession, yeah. When we went to New Zealand... Uh, just a lot more different microclimates. Mm. The the mushroom season seems to be almost all year round because it's quite temperate weather and you get a fair bit of rain all year round. So you can just about find mushrooms 12 months of the year. So yeah. it really, yeah, it became a passion then. It's interesting because in Italy for us, the mushroom is a mushroom season and, uh, and people is obsessed about mushroom. Yeah. You have to yeah. say there are huge fighting, but not fighting for real. But you know, <laughs> they have a secret place where you yeah. don't know where the mushrooms are. They're not gonna tell you where you can find them. So very competitive. It, it's really competitive, yeah. definitely. And we are still speaking about you know porcini mushroom or chanterelle or, or yeah. but when you speak about truffle. <sighs> That's dangerous. So, you know, there is a, a bit of truffle mafia over there. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful. Yeah. Okay. So you moved from uh, hospitality for what I understood and mm -hmm. uh, you decided to start your own business in uh, um, mushroom. So what do you do? Do you do foraging? Uh, do you, what's the, the business? Like you produce mushroom? Is possible to produce mushrooms? Yeah, 100%. Well, when we moved from, from Christchurch to Adelaide, obviously having COVID, we sort of, we had a lot of free time on our hands. So we were unemployed for four months. And that's kind of where the business stemmed from. We turned our obsession to foraging mushrooms, especially being in a climate like South Australia, cultivation is quite important. Um, so we, we actually found a good network in which we could get the culture um, and we started growing here in South Australia. So we uh, create our own substrates, which means we use hardwood fuel pellets and soy uh, sawdust with a little bit of soy plus as well. So we make a certain sort of mixture that helps the mushrooms grow off a little block, if that makes sense. Okay, so you are giving the, the, your feed these uh, spores. Yes in a contained environment. I assume that mushrooms, they need have really special environments. You know, cannot just put them in the living room and say, oh, look, I have mushrooms. If you're having mushrooms in your living room, it's <laughs> yeah. bad. Really, really bad. It's a little bit of both, actually. So you can grow mushrooms in your living room. <laughs> you can grow mushrooms in, in your bathroom or just about anywhere. We grew we started off growing outside. Mm -hmm. So we had a little grow tent and we were producing, um, you know, up to 10 kilo out of a one and a half meters square grow tent. So mm -hmm. really small space and we could produce quite a lot. Uh, but in saying that the more you can control the climate and the, and the conditions, then the more obviously control you have over the grow cycle, the quality, 
um, you know, the efficiency, all of those things. So it's a little bit of both. When you want to get into it commercially, then certainly climate control becomes quite important. Mm -hmm. But in terms of growing a mushroom, well, they grow in the wild, they grow everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, but it's generally like mushrooms, especially restaurants, uh, they are quite demanding. I mean, uh, as being working still in hospitality, I know how important is the size, the color, uh, mm -hmm. the damage, all these kind of things that generally for a regular customers are not point of difference, but for us, it's really big. So there is a lot of demanding. You had to invest a lot to start your business or uh, it was really like uh, starting with a small ten, as you said, and then the, selling are you selling to restaurants now or yes. where were you selling yeah so we we started off selling the Wollonga farmers market mm -hmm. uh, which is where we met and our first market was in august last year uh, and about the same time really we started getting some interest from some local restaurants so they started approaching us and saying hey i've seen what you're doing could we get some of your product again it started off very slowly um, to go back to your original question about um, investment because we didn't expect to be doing this um, and it was really a result of being unemployed for four or five months due to COVID uh, we really had no investment but maybe a couple of thousand dollars uh, and that all went into the tent and getting some culture and that was about it really mm. um, and so we've just been building it with what we've know, got with what we've got from okay. from then on um, and yeah the restaurant sales have really picked up now uh, especially because mushroom season, everyone's yeah. clamoring for mushrooms. They want to have mushrooms on their menu. Um, and it's overtaken our market sales a little bit. Okay. And um, so when you produce mushrooms, uh, what's the cycle? I mean, I know how long it takes a vine to grow to become productive and it takes between three to five years. I don't think that mushrooms, they take that longer to grow. Otherwise, you should have been starting a couple of years ago just <laughs> yeah. to have them. So how the cycle works, you said you have the substrate and then from that you have the mushrooms growing out. And then how long does it take before from the moment in which you start the process to the moment in which you have the product? Yeah, well, they all, each species of mushrooms can vary. So um, one of the faster species that we do grow is the pink oyster. Um, and they take about 10 days. 10 days to, to fully colonize the substrate. Mm. So there's a few different starting points with mushrooms. Obviously, they reproduce through a spore, which would be like a seed to a plant. Um, but it's very difficult to grow with from spores. You need quite sterile conditions. Um, you get into laboratory work, essentially. So we buy our culture grown out from the spore um, and then grown onto grains. So we can treat the grains, essentially, like we can treat a seed. Yeah. Okay. So, so from that, yeah, we take the bag of, of grains, which are inoculated with the culture. Okay. Um, and then we make our own substrate, which, you know, simulates a, a log in nature. It's hydrated wood, which we've okay. sterilized. And then we add some of the grain onto that mm -hmm. and we mix it through thoroughly. And uh, then we seal the bag so that it's, you know, entirely sterile inside mm -hmm. there. Um, they have a little filter patch to allow for gas exchange because they do breathe the whole time. Mm 
Um, and something like a pink oyster, as Britt was saying, or the lion's mane, uh, about 10 days, they can fully gobble up that whole block of, of sawdust. So it'll become okay. from, from like a wooden mass to just like a hard white mycelium mass. Yeah, and that's when exactly. you know the block is ready. And you'll yeah. then fruit it, which means you'd put it into a temperature controlled area or room which we call the fruiting chamber. Uh -huh. um, and you'd cut a little slice like an X or like a, a, a strip across it. And then within roughly about a week, they'll start pinning, which is called like a primordial stage. Okay. You see these little kind of alien heads pop up and then they develop into a beautiful mushroom. Okay. Okay, yeah. we're getting a little bit too technical. I don't think it's yeah. really yeah, interested yeah. to grow mushrooms, but they want it eat mushrooms yeah so first of all where they can find your products on the market just on the Wilanga farmers market or yeah so currently um, our main focus is the Wilanga farmers market so please come down and visit us we'll be there every weekend every saturday mm -hmm. um, but we do we do sell to a few restaurants within the claren vale area and a couple of restaurants in the city as well um, so aurora in the city jolly's boathouse penfold okay. Pinfolds McGill, mm -hmm. um, the Botanic Garden restaurants use some of our mushrooms. They're all city restaurants. Um, in terms of McLaren Vale, some of our big supporters are Star of Greece. Gather at Coriol has been huge for us. Maxwell's Winery, mm -hmm. The Current Shed, mm -hmm. um, and Ogre on the main street. So lots of good establishments for people to go and eat at. Um, but if they want to also buy from us personally to take home and play around with, make some creations um they can contact us through facebook instagram or at choice mushrooms oz.gmail.com um, okay and i'm sure we'll put that uh, we'll put that up here later oh yeah definitely it's going to be uh under yeah. the you know the description and we're going to have all the details the facebook page so you that's good and uh, if like for, for instance for me if i would be interested to do a mushroom evening with my friends, would I be able to come to you and say, look, in 10 days, I would like to organize this dinner at home. Can I order a box of uh, mushrooms for uh, these, these and that? Can we come over Absolutely. and do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. So again, cool. contact us, I think the best way is either email or just send a text message to the number that we'll supply. Mm -hmm. um, Otherwise, you can contact through Facebook message or Instagram message, and we can organize a delivery point and, and exchange from there. Oh, we can simply go in the Wilanga Farmers Market to pick them up. Exactly. Yeah. That would be the easiest way. Yeah, and it's face-to-face. -face. People can come over. They can contact you. Our Facebook page is uh, Choice Mushroom. Yeah, Choice Mushrooms with an S. Okay, used also for Instagram. Okay, and uh, where would you like to go in the future? A hundred percent. I think our, um, our sort of vision is to have the same sort of piece that we have, but just expand it a little bit more. So we're currently hoping to get a warehouse and that way we can grow a little bit more and hopefully get into another market and supply somewhere up in the city or retail, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just sort of broaden it a little bit more, but we don't, we don't want to go full-blown commercial we want to keep it a little bit boutique and and personal you know we're, it's we're something also, special to us yeah we're also interested in doing a few different well exploring a few other applications of mm. fungi growing in general um some of the different textiles that can be made out of the out of the mycelium 
Um, we're also selling the leftover substrate as a compost or as a, as a soil improver for your garden. So that's also something else we're, we're really excited about doing a bit more of in the future um, and doing some sort of community product, um, some community projects where we can yeah. maybe go into community gardens um, and set up like a mushroom grow bed that works with the vegetables and will actually help improve the soil so people get mushrooms and they get better fruit and vegetables and it's a win-win really. Oh, that's interesting. I think yeah. teaching the kids as well would be amazing to go into yeah. a school and have a little a little area where you can teach the kids that you know mushrooms are great for you and they do taste delicious and, and they're fun to grow. Exactly. Okay so uh, I think that for today we have done. It was a pleasure to meet you again and uh, to Honor, we'll probably you. see you again this, uh, uh, this weekend at the Willanka Farmers Market, so Brittany and Phil, and uh, see you the next time over here on the AgriAdventures platform. Beautiful. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye.